Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Well, welcome to another Montana's Peer Network Recovery Podcast. Uh, Today we'll be talking about reframing our perception. My name is Bill Diesel. I'm the membership mentoring coordinator for Montana's Peer Network, and I'm joined with... I'm Amanda Walton. I'm a peer services coordinator with Montana's Peer Network, and... I'm Ashley McLean. I'm the peer support training coordinator for Montana's Peer Network. So reframing our perception, what does that mean to us today in recovery? And what did it mean to us when we weren't in recovery on how we dealt with our perceptions and how we viewed certain things during crisis, certain things um, just in our everyday to day life? What do you guys think? Where do we want to dive into here? So what are you even talking about? You mean I can reframe something? I don't even know what you're saying right now. So yes, we can reframe our perception of what we are going through with tools to be able to take a look at where we are and what we're going through to be able to understand more clearly the situation in front of us. What? You mean I have stuff I need to think about? <laughs> Just kidding. So that that's that's kind of an example of where people are at regularly. Yeah. Um, prior to recovery, right? Not not having the awareness or the the understanding that that we can take a step back and and look at how we're perceiving others and ourselves and our environment and that we can choose something different for ourselves and. That's that's a really big part. In fact, a lot of times when when we as a peer supporter, whenever I would provide one on one support, you have to kind of work up to that because <laughs> they would look at you. And you said this earlier, Ashley, somebody used this again, like like you have seven heads mm-hmm. because they <laughs> what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I just like this was a foreign concept to me prior to recovery because the, the furthest I got was it's everybody else, right? Everybody else is the problem. And I have, if, if everybody else would just act right, my internal state would be okay. And that's, that's as good as it got for me pre-recovery. And as a person in long-term recovery now, I know that that type of thinking kept me ill for a very, very long time. So that skill is something that is definitely learned. And as we are in our recovery and we're going through situations, we'll find ourselves in situations where our thinking is negative and Mm. nothing's going to work out. But today we get to have the ability to, in that moment, reframe our perceptions. Where before, we didn't have that ability to do that within that moment. And to take it one step further than that, we also have the ability to reframe some of our lived experience and our perceptions has the ability to change five years ago or 10 years ago of a situation that we have gone through and we're able to reframe it and understand it in a different way 
that can actually help us in our recovery today to help those we serve with perception. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, seeing things in a different way. I was, I was kind of, well, not kind of, I was held captive in my own mind. You know, I was, <laughs> I was more of a prisoner within myself and at war within myself than I ever was on the, you know, in the outside world. So whenever I realized, you know what, that experience, I can to- totally see now how maybe the person that was my, who traumatized me, maybe, maybe their experience was different. Maybe my perception in that moment. And I remember after I'd been reunited with my family after a period of incarceration several years ago, I was at a friend's house and we were, we were actually at her parents' house and they were talking to me about how my husband and I had made it through because we, we fell together and we came back together, right? Mm We were having this conversation about some things that had happened with my friend, their daughter, and her then husband. And I, in, in, in the middle of this conversation, I realized, and, and I even cried. And they were like, what's wrong? Because I realized that something that I, re- I had remembered as a trauma in the throes of my youth, in, uh, excuse me, the throes of my youth, um, I, I had remembered a particular situation as a more of a domestic violence kind of situation of him like coming at me and like holding me back. And I suddenly, it, it's like this veil was pulled off of that memory. And I suddenly realized, oh my God, he was just trying to wrap his arms around me and get me to calm down. Mm-hmm. And that one memory had held me, like I was stuck for a while on that. How can I how can I come back from something like that with with somebody you know I didn't want to be separated but that that one moment was life changing for me because then I I was able to start looking at other memories that I had and maybe realizing that my traumatized mind might have been remembering things in a certain way. And especially when we're using, we don't always remember things the way that other people involved in the situation saw them. And, you know, there's also the thing about intentions, somebody else's intentions. They may not be really trying to hurt us sometimes. Uh, We may not be trying to hurt somebody else, but. Yeah. So, yeah. I think there's, um, there's a lot of lot of areas in that story that I can relate to and it it just makes me think about like there's there's your story there's their story and then there's the truth right and sometimes like it takes me a while to get to what my truth is in any given situation and that is a process just like everything else in my recovery like getting to see what my truth is which ultimately I have to go within right Mm -hmm to step back. I have to go within and realize what my truth is. I was sitting with my coworker Bill the other day and you know it's a it's a tough time in my life and so my perception of of life is is kind of grim and dark right now. And so not knowing at at the time when this happened that you know I'm kind of in a in a rough place, I I lash out on my coworker because he's chewing too loudly, right? And he's doing this to me on purpose because I've told him 
that I have this disorder that hones in on this stuff, but I've noticed, right, like my perception of my surroundings and and who I am and what my truths are is that when I'm not doing okay, those little things like get me anxious and I and I'm 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 hypersensitive to everybody around me and how much they're pissing me off, right? And that has nothing to do with the people around me. It has everything to do with my internal state. And and knowing that I can change my internal state is it's easier said than done, right? And that to me is like <laughs> my lesson in recovery is all right. What was your part, Ashley? Right? Ugh. I hate that. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that. One thing that you were talking about, Ashley, was knowing that you have the opportunity to change that if you choose to. Sometimes I feel that's that's a double-edged sword because then I have to be accountable once I realize that I can change my perception, that I can go inside myself and regulate what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? What's really going on inside of me? Then I have a responsibility mm -hmm. to correct it. Mm -hmm. and, and I can be honest and say, sometimes I want to stay ugly. Yes. I want to stay ugly. Yes. And and I want to lash out yes, um, because it feels good in the moment to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, you go back and you do some more reframing afterwards and you're like, oh, damn it. I did it again. I shouldn't have done that. I knew better. I even consciously was aware that I chose to behave that way. And I gave in to that and I did it. And then, you know, then you get to make amends and you get to say you're sorry. That's why I think it's a double-edged sword sometimes. Because if you are aware, then you get to make a choice. Mm -hmm. Am I going to continue on staying in this frame of mind or am I going to reframe it and choose to have a perception that can allow me to have a better outcome? Right. And I think there's, I like what you said about the double-edged sword is because I don't necessarily in, in like the heat of a skewed perception moment, right? Like, I don't necessarily think that I have to correct it right away, right? Like, that I have to, like, there, I need to go through that, right? I need to go through that and it's okay to not be okay, right? Type situation where I don't have to, I don't have to constantly be in a, in a positive state all the time, right? And, and that is a skewed perception, right? Is that, oh, you need to have it all together and you need to be doing everything correctly and, and you need to be professional and you need to do all the stuff. And sometimes I just need to be, not be okay. You, you bring up a great point because a lot of times we, we get stuck in that cycle of positivity. And, you know, we have this awareness because if we've been on any, any kind of recovery journey for any period of time, you know, we have an awareness. And whenever we keep going back through the same cycles over and over again, we start feeling stuck and that's when we get disempowered and feeling mm -hmm. like we can't continue. So, so when, when we reframe our perception, we actually reconceptualize our experience. And what, what that means is, you know, we're going to take that awareness and we're going to go beyond that awareness. And we're going to start using the, that, the awareness of the tools that we have to reframe our thinking. and 
this is another point that, that I thought about. And behind every emotion, behind every word that we say, behind you know every feeling that we have is a thought. Mm. And a lot of times when we're feeling or when we're lashing out, when we're anxious, that is our body presenting a symptom, trying to tell us that we need to address something on the inside, right? Mm -hmm. And addressing that is not always going to be easy. It's a process. It is a journey in and of itself to bring the toxic thinking that we have suppressed so long that it's gone into our unconscious mind and bring, so using mindfulness and meditation, getting ourselves in a more relaxed state so that we can bring that out from the unconscious mind into our conscious thought, because we do have both pieces within us, right? There's, there's parts of us that we don't even consider whenever we're going through a really, really difficult time. And by taking the opportunity to really look at what's going on inside of us, you know, we, we can use the tools that we have that we're aware of that, oh my gosh, I've known this for so long. Why? Why am I doing this and just keep bashing my head against the wall and going through the same cycles over and over again, you know, relapse or mental health recurring symptoms, whatever it is that, that we experience. And whenever we get to the place where we're just done with that and we want to go within to change our outside experience, dig deeper within ourselves and it's not an easy process mm -hmm. and it oftentimes will get worse before it gets better. So Bill, you talked about, you know, sometimes you just want to be a jerk, right? Well, guess what? That's expected yeah. whenever we're going within because our mind is trying to work through all of the crap that we've had buried for so long because what have we been taught? We've been taught, don't feel, don't think, don't talk about it, don't think about it get over it. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't get over it. We have to recognize and validate things that have happened to us and the, our feelings and our thoughts mm -hmm. because it's very real to us. And whenever we do that, we can then address it. We can release negativity and we can, so the positivity can have place to go, right? Mm -hmm. Because whenever you release something, you leave a space. And that's where positivity can come in. Yeah. I was thinking of the quote that I heard where it said, um, my only problem in this world is the picture in my head of how everything's supposed to be. Right. And like, talk about perception, right? The picture in my head of how things are supposed to be, not how, how they actually are, but how they're supposed to be. Right. And so, um, you know, I can should and would and, could all over myself but the reality of my perception today is that it just is right i was thinking a little bit more about reframing our perception and me and amanda were talking last friday about an event in my life that she ecpr'd me <laughs> and, uh, it's a great person. Amanda is good at ECPRing people yeah. when they least expect it. <laughs> and as, as a consequence of that conversation, consequence might be a strong word, but opportunity. I've had an opportunity to reframe particular events in my childhood. Hmm. Um, 
But what's getting in the way is my intentions. I'm having a hard time just allowing myself to live the event and reframe it without wanting to hold on to anger or bitterness. And how am I going to reframe that? What what am I going to do with that? What what am I going to feel like when I don't get to feel anger anymore? There's these thoughts and feelings of, well, I'm letting them get away with it. and It's going to happen to me again. And it was 40 years ago. And so when Amanda says it's not easy, it's because to rethink and reprogram and allow yourself to have a different perception of an event is unfamiliar. And for 40 years, I've held on to this event in a certain way. So I'm familiar with the way I'm going to feel and how I'm going to react to it. And so um, my intentions, because I don't want to have the negative perception that I have of myself because of it, to let go of it is still hard because I want to hold on to what I'm familiar with. Yeah, it makes me think of like how sometimes our perceptions are based out of fear, right? And the opposite of fear is like blind faith, right? Knowing that I'm the way that I, I believe is that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment, right? And that is so hard to to kind of accept sometimes, even though I, I have strong beliefs about that, but it's hard for me to accept when um, there are unpleasant or negative experiences in my life, right? Yeah. yeah. So what happens through those experiences? Like we, we get caught up in the memories and whenever they come back and they haunt us, we, we relive them over and over and over again. And that's where the anger and the bitterness and the sadness and the madness come into play, right? And Innocent bystanders. But <laughs> what happens when we when we tell ourselves, you know what, I I don't I don't have to be an active participant anymore. Mm -hmm. I can watch this like I'm watching a film, and I can put myself in that space in my head and let it play through, because while we may experience emotion strongly even whenever we're watching a movie about trauma or whatever something that might trigger just a feeling of sadness or happiness or you know pain within ourselves we don't relive everything over that we've experienced in our lives over and over and over again because of the movie that we're watching right and that was one thing that you that, that was really helpful for me actually was was realizing that you know what I'm no longer an active participant in this. I'm not that person anymore. I am not a victim. I am not helpless. I am not hopeless. And I can be the bystander. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like if you're, if, you know, you're out there listening and you're, you know, a person in early recovery or you're a person in long-term recovery, for me, like this reframing my perception and knowing that that is a choice that I have in life today has been a process and it takes practice, right? Just like everything else in my recovery, 
It's a process and it takes practice. So if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, I can reframe my perception. And then you go out into the world and you try it and you took one step forward and then a couple steps back. Doesn't mean you're doing it wrong, right? Because it, it it's practice, repetition, and just like enjoy the process because everything's a process. <laughs> In line with that, just a reminder as well that it will often get worse yep. before it gets better. So we will have the perception that we are backtracking mm-hmm. when in fact we're actually making progress. Yeah. So, you know, that's the expectation that something should be changing right now immediately because that's the kind of world that we live in and, and what we we believe should happen is also something to address with that with the whole perception change because healing is a process it is a journey it is not the same for any two people and to see improvement we often have to go through hell first yep absolutely absolutely well this has been great guys i think it's been awesome yeah thanks for joining us for another recovery podcasts if you want to be a guest email jim or ashley and uh, i hope you got something out of this some some thinking some wheels are turning change your perception have a good day guys bye recovery works and recovery is possible recovery works and recovery is possible recovery works recovery is possible recovery is possible Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.